Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at. We thank you so much for tuning in to the Men's and Women's Leadership Academy podcast. That's right. My name is Gavin, and we are here at the We Dream podcast talking to Mr. Maurice Pugh. Man, we had to get someone from HBCU, all the high school students. Uh, we want to inform you. We want to educate you. And uh, who better to talk to about HBCU than a Morehouse student? Hey, what's up, Mo? How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm first to say something say something it's a morehouse man like okay. Okay. a man of morehouse and then there's a morehouse man see when you're a man of morehouse you're attending the institution but after you you know commence the full four years that's when you're a morehouse man but you're good though you ain't you ain't know nothing like that so it's like yeah but no i'm doing good though how you doing today man i'm doing amazing bro it's uh it's, it's the the time difference so i had to wake up a little bit earlier so just getting yeah. oriented you know what i'm saying but um but yeah, we're going to talk all about what a Morehouse man is and uh, get into that stuff. So without further ado, DJ Run The Cut, we'll be right back. Yes, we can. All right, listeners, thank you, as always, for sticking with us. And uh, Mo said he was doing great today. Now, Mo, I got to ask you, how has it been over in ATL? Because uh, you're California born and raised, but uh, what's it like, man? What's 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 the ATL scene look like out there? Um, honestly, the biggest thing I can say is that it's a culture shock. Like, it's, um, like for me right now, um, obviously, I'm, I'm used to it because I've been here for over a couple of years now and I'm seasoned to it. But when I first got here, um, actually when I first took my trip out here um, to try out with the team, they they literally were giving me a whole different vibe as if I felt alienated and I'm in the same exact country. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it was just completely different though. So going over to the South, um, I already noticed the not not just the culture, but I would say the the emotion, like just how everybody treats you is completely different. Um, how you move, how you talk, how you walk, it's, it's, it's everything is different, bro. So for me, I really felt out of place. Um, I felt kind of scared at the start, but I think because of the fact that I'm surrounded by just black people um, and the comfortability as if I was at a family reunion. Um, but these are all people that are my own age. You know what I'm saying? Which is something that you and I both don't have as big of, you know, recollection on from, you know, just past history being in sack. But it's like going out there, yeah, it's it's an unbeatable desire of just, you know, embracing one one's culture off of another. You know, it's like you guys are bouncing back with one another of like, how this is different or how alike you guys are and you know just the background and where you came from just different stuff like that and just being educated fully like on my culture but from a different perspective so yeah yeah and, and you and I know Maurice what it's like to have a family environment because you know for those of you who do not know Maurice because he's from SAC um, me and Mo, you know, we, we're brought up in a men's and women's leadership academy. And so we have a sense of what it's like to be in a family environment. But then again, that's a whole different scene out in Atlanta. Um, and just to give some background before we even move on, because I don't want to get ahead of myself. 
Um, where is Morehouse at? What is Morehouse? And uh, and let's let's say what's what's your favorite thing about it? Okay, so Morehouse, um, it's in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's founded in 1867. Uh, actually, our founders' day was um, a couple of days ago. It was um, on Valentine's Day. So, you know, I had to go and appreciate that for another um, 154 years. But um, I'm sorry, USA, where is it at? Um, yeah, what is Morehouse? I mean, HBCU, what does that stand for? And what is an HBCU? So, okay, so HBCU stands for Historically Black College University. Um, Morehouse is one of those Historically Black College Universities. I know that it's kind of hard. I think there's only one that's out there in California. Um, and that was kind of, that was kind of hard because I remember we were talking about that when we first even got into looking at HBCUs when we were in high school. And literally, I didn't even know that there was a thing called an HBCU. You know what I'm saying? I really did not know that there was a thing called HBCU until, um, especially my brother going to one. And then that's when I got um, into, you know, think, researching about Morehouse because Morehouse was one of the top that focused on business, right? Um, I knew that that was my personality. Like that was something I really needed to engage into heavily. And you already know that about myself. So it's like, I already knew yeah, if this university is specifically focusing so heavy on on their education towards business, I needed to be a part of that atmosphere. And so it was kind of like the same way when it came to like Xavier for my brother in medical. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way when it comes to um when it comes to arts and media or just anything cinema television. Um, when it comes to Clark, like the education is vast, but Morehouse for me specifically was a biggest was the biggest atmosphere that I've gotten a chance to be around when it focused strictly on business and being able to handle what you have to take care of after these four years. So and and you spoke on it earlier because you said you didn't even know what an HBCU was. And I think that's the same story for a lot of students, especially in our district over in Cali, is um they're not given some of that information. And that's why I wanted to have you on today, man, is to shed light um, on some amazing work. And, and there's some amazing history behind these HBCUs. And, and you look, even just a place like uh, Georgia and what went down there. So let me ask you this. Um, who are some like notable alumni or even some people who just visit the campus from time to time? Um, so honestly, when it comes to notable people that visit campus, because I'm probably going to do that first, let me just say that Atlanta already is a very big hub on black culture. So understand that everybody that you see when it comes to whether it be rappers or, you know, artists in general, not just rappers, but artists, whether it be celebrities that do television, um, movies, whether it be authors, anybody you can think of that is at the cream of the crop, like, they come to the HBCUs. And especially when it comes to the AUC, the AUC stands for Atlantic University Center, right? And that consists of all of the um, HBCUs that are around it. So that would be Clark, Spelman, and Morehouse, right? Um, but yeah, when it comes to the AUC, the AUC is probably one of the biggest like hubs for where a lot of celebrities go to, you know? So when it comes to us seeing people, it's, it's an every year thing. You know, it, it always happens. Um, so as far as for celebrities, uh, it's, it goes it goes across the board. Bro. I've seen so many. I'm not going to hold you. And I see them so many times where it's like, it's, it's kind of normal at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's 
cool though. It's cool getting the chance to be around that atmosphere, man. And then you know they usually do a lot of random pop-ups. Um, I was about to say, um, honestly, I think the I think the most influential person that um, I not even not even that came from morals, but I feel like the most influential person for me personally was somebody that believed in me that was the dean of the campus of Morehouse before I could even call Morehouse my home. Like that, he was the guy that um, literally put me in the position I am today, mentally, physically, and spiritually, after being able to go through these four years. And I can't, I can't give enough thanks for that. You know, he did not just touch my life as well. He touched everybody else around me and then everybody else around my friends, you know, and then everybody else around their friends, like he did not care what it was, he was always gonna give. And so being able to have that type of exposure with somebody that I'm looking up to, and I'm about to be a freshman in college, it was a lot for me. Um, I didn't have a father figure, you know, so it's like having some, or I didn't have a father. So it's like, you know, the father figures, I feel like for my chapter of college, he was that role. He he was that person for me. And the thing is, like Morehouse, not even just Morehouse, but the AUC in general, it gives that vibe off. You know, like we have siblings, we have brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? Like we have people that are even like what a good couple years older than us, or they graduated a couple years older than us, and they still come back as if like we're little brother and little sister. Like they're helping us out. They're engaging us into a different environment. They always try to push us up to be a better person and to be excelling better than what they were doing in the first place, you know? And so it's like just being around that atmosphere is kind of to the point where everybody was influential. Everybody was inspired. Mm-hmm. And it just was a, was a vibe. It was, a, it, was, it was the atmosphere, bro. It was, it was literally the energy within our community. And I think the only thing that we cared about was giving. And Mo, if that doesn't speak to the connectivity that the students have on campus, um, I don't know what does because I've been at Sac State for four years as well, man, and uh, I haven't even seen the dean. I don't even know his name. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we got like 30,000 kids on campus too, 33,000. So um, there's there's certain qualities that you get out of going to not only just HBCU, but a small you know school, small environment where it is more family-oriented, if you want to say it that way. Um how many students are in your guys' student body? Uh, I believe it was around like, mm, no, that's actually a good question. I believe it was around like, mm, it's not that much, man. Yeah. I'm not under, under ten thousand, maybe. Uh, around that, and that's including like everybody, like you know, because like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like we have a Sac State. It's like literally Sac State is the AUC. So yeah, so I, I would have to say it's about about 10. You know, it's it's really just like how the AUC is as a whole. And that's funny because even when it comes to you asking about my specific institution, I can't even think straight about my specific institution. I think about the whole AUC as a, you know what I'm saying, as a combined institution because that's honestly how it feels. It it's not like a, oh, well, I like just graduate from Morehouse. I mean, yeah, I graduated from Morehouse, but Morehouse isn't just my home. Clark is also a part of me. Spelman also has a part of me. You know what I'm saying? I did things when it comes to different 
environments that I was in based off of wherever, you know, the community was really in. Like, so if we were doing stuff when it came to Clark's campus, we were on Clark's campus. We literally were walking like less than a mile away from everybody. So it, it was really easy to make it one big university, you know? And and I had the extreme blessing to go down to uh, visit you on a on a trip, and this was about I want to say three years ago or two two years ago. So, man, yeah. an amazing journey to go down to to Atlanta and see Morehouse. And so I have some context behind what the whole layout is. Can you, for the listeners um, who've never seen, heard, or been down to Atlanta um, to the campus, can you explain how Clark and Spelman and the relationship between your school and those two schools as well. Okay, so um, well, relationship in what context? Like where? Um, so how does how does each um, campus and each school kind of work together? You know, I, I know there's a there's a brother sister aspect to it, and then oh, okay, got, we got a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah, so all right, um, let me think about it. Um, so first off, well, I'm gonna just start off with freshman year. When it comes to freshman year, the first thing that I was experiencing was meeting my sisters. Um, when you get to Morehouse, you meet your brothers. That is the first thing you do, you meet your brothers. And um, same for, you know, whichever, you know, school you went to. So Spelman, they met, they met their sisters when they first got there. Um, Clark, they met their brothers and sisters because I was about to say it's co-ed. So they have, um, yeah, I was about to say they met their brothers and sisters. Um, and after that, the freshmen, we have a big freshman week. So after we meet our brothers, um, we get the chance to um, meet everybody as a whole at the end, right? And that's after getting the camaraderie that we need between, you know, some of our siblings that we just got to be able to bond with, right? Because it's only been a couple of days, right? And you're moving around. And then after that, you literally jump into um, a big party where it's like a, like a, a ceremony just celebrating that like we're celebrating a whole new year, a whole new class, and this is one big family. And that, I think that's what we kind of wanted to do. And it was like, everybody had the same shirts, you know, just to understand the unison, like we're all one group, even though we represent different institutions. At the end of the day, this is not just where we leave off at. Like, this is supposed to be something that we're starting you guys to be on, and we're gonna make sure that you guys are like in unison now. So then when it comes to later on in life, you already know to be prepared for, you know, the people that you can hit up, you know, the type of, you know, the type of impact that you'd be able to make based off the people that you were surrounded by, you know? So it's like that, that camaraderie, that bond, the communication, all is that, all, all of that is built. Like they try to build it within like a week, no cap. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, but the thing is, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff, people aren't even able to record. So it's like, that just shows you how um, deep this goes, how, how many years back, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's a very big part of the atmosphere at the community or at the, at the AUC. I feel like after what, like not too long after you meet your, your sisters, um, you also get the chance to meet your Clark sisters but that is a little bit later on. And then there's, you know, there's Stroll for freshmen. So then they have the camaraderie of brotherhood through that. 
um, where they give you a little snippet. And they have they have the strolling for freshmen in uh, all the dorms. So it's not just Morehouse, but it's also Spelman and then Clark too. And it's kind of giving you a chance to see how um, fraternities and sororities um, kind of are, but in the most minuscule way, you know, just to be able to give you some type of um, aspect of it while not fully participating. And still on top of that, you get the chance to enjoy, you know, stepping, strolling, um, meeting new people that you know that you're probably going to be lifelong brothers and sisters with. Like, I know for me, a lot of my brothers I'm really cool with still to this day, like I literally hung out with them yesterday, you know, and it's like I'm literally chilling at the crib all the time, but I hang out with them in that moment. You know, like I don't see myself really hanging out with a lot of people like that. And that's because I'm just like a kind of an introvert with an extrovert personality. But yeah, if it comes to anybody that's in my safe haven, I always see them right there. You know, if I ever needed somebody to call, they always right there. And it's like that for every single institution, like that it's built up, you know? And it's not just through the faculty, but it's the students. The students make it that that impact in general. Um, a lot of times we try to tell freshmen, don't feel uncomfortable trying to ask a question to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't feel uncomfortable because the more you overthink, the more you're trying to sit there and not ask me that question, I could have been answered it for you if you had the confidence and you trusted me enough to be able to ask that question, right? You let me into your zone and I can give you something back, right? So that was the that was the vibe, you know, for the rest of those four years. It was giving and giving and giving. And I realized that in the AUC, you, you, well, you know how like um, in high school or, you know, just anything during the time, it was like popularity was scaled off of a different type of, like, you know, who who talked to who or, you know, who right. played what or, you know, right? The AUC, it's, a ba it's really based off of how much you're really giving back to the world. Wow. Right? Wow. So that is what we're used to. Like, that. that is the, that's the pedestal that we hold, you know? We hold a pedestal to ourselves. And then as far as for the freshmen that come in, we make sure that they understand what pedestal that they're on because they don't understand what they got into. You know what I'm saying? They don't fully understand or grasp what all the HBCU is supposed to mean. You know, and especially when you come to the AUC, those letters is a lot. You know, you really have to represent yourself, represent the institution that you came from, represent the people that work for you to get to this point, represent who got you to this point when it comes to this institution even being like this in the first place, you know? There was, I was about to say, I didn't get the chance to, but we were supposed to graduate on a piece of grass, right? This literally was a war zone and ashes were spread across the land. We don't touch the grass until you graduate because it was, it was just a, a big thing for us on if we touch the grass, then that meant that you weren't gonna graduate. And so for us, we never touched it. And it was it was a big thing for us. Now, think about it like this. If you were in SAC, you went to SAC State, and somebody said like that, and they had like the, even a plaque <laughs> that says, don't step on the grass, because it, it has ashes from a war zone, and you know what I'm saying? We're trying to be respectful, and you can only step on this when you're when you graduated or you're about to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You think they gonna step on that grass? Hey, look, I love Sac State, man. Stingers up all around, but 
But us Hornets, you know, we're not on that level of uh, connectivity with the campus, so I can't, I can't say we would. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a big thing though. Like, we we try to make sure that the freshmen are at the top of their level. So when it came to how we were with MLA right. and everybody behind us, that's literally what the the whole AUC was about, and especially Morehouse. You know what I'm saying? I got, I was brought into Morehouse with a senior already looking at me like that's my little bro. And I just met him two days ago, you know what I'm saying? And for me, I was like, okay, well that's awkward. Cause hey dude, I don't know you like that. But just the amount of trust and like walls that were brought down. Like it was, he was giving me his reality. And for that, I couldn't think of enough because I was like, man, like this is extremely different somebody's opening up to me at a whole different level and we haven't even talked like that before but that just showed me the difference between being at home and being out here because there's so many people that are extremely social and that are just like us that all come here for that one purpose and that's to be a better you mm. the AUC can do that I feel like the AUC can do that that's that's it, dope man that is so dope to, to hear your experience and to hear how there's a big brother, big sister, little brother, little sister relationship there with the students. That is so awesome. And really, um, it's what I think mentorship really embodies. And, and that's, that's what we grew up on, man. That's what, that's what me and Mo for, for those of you who aren't a part of, you know, some of the after school programming that we put out the, at the district um, that is what we are about. And to see that that transfers over into college means so much. And I, I know that's why Spain will put you in some awesome spots, man. Um, now, yeah. also, listeners, if you haven't, I know Mo mentioned uh, uh, Stroll. If you haven't, you know, if you don't know what that means, go ahead and uh, go to YouTube.com. Just type that in your browser and uh, check out a video because it's, uh, it's, it's some live events, man. Uh, I know it's you guys fun. fun events. Yeah, most definitely just look, just look up uh... – yeah, just stroll offs um, from like Morehouse, Spelman, Clark. Yeah, you'll see them. You'll see the videos. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, now, even talking about some of that, let's get into culture um, as we as we delve into what it's like to be a Morehouse man, right? Um, over in Atlanta, Georgia, um, I'm gonna hit you with some some fun little questions to see uh, how Georgian you are. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> what's like one Southern stereotype? that uh, you find maybe might be true? Is it, you know, as far as, uh, I don't know, you, you take it away with this one. One, one Southern stereotype? Yeah. Uh, other than food, it's the hospitality. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, and, and I, I think I realized that when I first got here. Um, I was literally on the plane, Gavin, and I was like, mom, there's so many black people over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Um, it felt very weird to me. It felt extremely awkward. Um, I was out of place, man. But they made me so comfortable yeah. within a matter of weeks. And and I'm. it was just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have anybody coming from Sacramento. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nobody was from Sacramento. You know what I'm saying? I think I had one guy, and um, yeah, Miles. Um, he went to Sac High. Um, 
he was also class of 2017. Um, but yeah, he's out here and like he was kind of the only guy I knew. And but I didn't I didn't know him fully to that extent, right? And it's funny because the way we communicated is basically like, oh, like like we saw each other, like we knew each other, but we didn't really like say nothing. See now out here it's disrespectful if you don't say that. So it's like, okay, so you saw me and you still didn't. It's like, okay, cool. So that means, you know, we not cool. Because I'm telling you, they take that seriously, man. Like, like how you communicate, your posture, how you move, it is all, it is all signs that they're reading. So it's like, I try to make sure that, you know, I communicate perfectly. Like, I want to be able to address everything the right way. You know, obviously, I would say that because of being out here for so long and because of being around everybody that is not from the West Side, um, culture gets extremely heavy on your personality, you know, the way you move as well. Um, it's just a part of you. So I feel like that, the hospitality really branched into me as well. Um, uh, I See, I... See, a lot of people was cooking for me out here, man. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I was learning a lot, but they were pretty much just cooking for me. And, like, you know, just, like, teaching me, like, oh, okay, well, we do this over here, and yada, yada, yada. And it was cool, because, you know, obviously, I I had, you know, I had grandmas cooking, but, like, I I ain't have, you know, the deep, deep, deep southern <laughs> food that I was like, oh, my God. Right. This don't taste like that over there. You like this? <laughs> this this tastes completely different. different. It, it was like it was like a like a um like we're our off brand from like <laughs> oh. what this taste like. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Now, like that's why I was just like, whoa! Like I thought I wasn't missing out anything. Like I, I thought I was good. And then once I started eating out here, man, I'm I, one thing I can't say. I'm glad I was playing tennis because if I didn't, man, the gut would have been just oh, yeah. Wow, that's that's, yeah. that's crazy, man. So, and speaking about food, we're gonna run on with this one because it's interesting. Because I'm a foodie. Uh, what is your what's your favorite dish? Uh, Southern cuisine. What's your favorite dish? Oh, I am gonna have to go with gumbo. I'm not gonna hold you. I've ta I've tasted some some amazing things, but <laughs> this gumbo, Gavin, this gumbo, this I feel. You know, I'm not really big on seafood like that, man, and that's why it's so crazy for me. But like, literally, I I can't get this gumbo anywhere else. I know I can't. <laughs> you know, I can't. And then on top of that, um, it's weird, bro, because you know I like, you know I like really just regular. Like foods that we 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 smacking on man, but when they came out here, it was like they would do the same thing, but they would add their own culture to it. So then I'm like, whoa, oh. spaghetti! This thing, this is some dope spaghetti. Like, yeah, nah, she, yeah, they they did a couple of different things that I wasn't used to. Um, they doing and then tacos, I, tacos and burritos out there. What? <laughs> like the, now now that they're <laughs> off brand compared to Cali. Like oh, okay, now okay. the Mexican food, yeah, they're the off brand. Okay. Because yes, like, you know, they, they do have Latinos out here, but it's like 
it's not as yeah, it's 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 just not it's just not as deep out here, bro. Put it like this: you will never find a truck. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you will never find a truck. I don't, I don't ever see trucks. <laughs> so, nah, it's only restaurants, and then I'll be like, oh god, not a restaurant. Man. Like, I, yeah, and I can already tell you about that. <laughs> well, there's there's so much, man. We could talk about. We go on for days, uh, just just catching up and hearing on some of that stuff. Um, and listeners, if you do want to hear any particular thing or, or follow up, um, send us a message inside of our anchor and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. But man, I want to, I want to close out. We're going to go to commercial break and I want to close out with Mo. I really want to touch on his dream, you know, for all the college students who are looking at HBCUs. I want to touch on that. Um, and then just ask him if he could do it all over again, what would he do different? Um, and we're just going to close out with some quality, um, fuego. Uh, but thank you, Mo. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break, and we will see you listeners in a quick second. Listeners, welcome back to uh, our conversation with Maurice Pugh, a.k.a. the big man Mo, uh, big man on campus now because he is looking um, at graduating pretty soon, man. It's, it's senior year. Um, but to get up to senior year, it was it was a lot. I imagine it was a journey, um, and especially because you were a student athlete. And we didn't even touch on that a whole lot. And we can go um, and briefly touch on it because um, we talked to Makai. And you know Makai, man, back in the day at West Campus, uh, the little homies. And um, he talked all about uh, student-athlete life and what that is. But then there's the whole the side of, you know, added on layers of being in somewhere you've never lived in, right? And, and having – you don't really have your family, you know, like your, your biological family. You could just lean back and say – you know, I need this support system right here, right now. You're, you know, you're all the way on the other side of the country. So really, yeah. what is it like to be a student athlete, you know, tennis player extraordinaire all the way in Georgia? Um, you you have to be extremely mature. Uh, like, that, that is a very big thing. You have to be extremely mature. You have to understand um, the balance between, you know, trying to be a student athlete or not even just being a student athlete, but just handling your education and being able to um, embrace a part of the culture or, you know, just in the entertainment um, of college uh, and balancing it. You know, you don't want to go out too much uh, because if you start going out too much, you're going to be messing up everything when it comes to your scholarships, as well as what you want to do as far as for like your forecast on your future. You know, everything that you game plan, that's during this time. You know, everything that you're trying to execute that's still either during this time or after. But regardless, you need to start, you know, really focusing in on what you want to do. So your maturity, it, it has to be at a whole different level. Um, you're also going to be traveling to a lot of different places that might not be in the best cover zone because of our skin tone. So when it comes to understanding who you are as a person fully, you're going to get that. You're, you're going to understand where you come from and how you're supposed to move in life and why God created you in the first place. You know, like all that stuff, it, it, it initiates when you, when you get into these places. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's always going to be easy for you to, you know, want to turn down going to a birthday party and stuff like that. Cause you have to either work out or you have to get ready for this test tomorrow. But I promise you do it. I, I promise you just do it. Like it, if there's anything that I can give as far as advice and the education, but don't get too sucked in to where you don't have a social life. Because then you're going to miss out on your four years. 
Right. And that was, you know what, I love that because that was very similar to what Makai said. And and for those of you who haven't listened to that one before, that's uh, season three, episode seven, um, University of Nevada track and field. So go ahead and listen to, to Makai's episode. But that's what he touched on as well is um, time management is huge. And even though it's something that is, is hard to do at first, it can be done. And a lot of people do it and thrive. Um, but it's all about being mature, like you said, and managing your time well. Um, so yes, thank you for that. Just reaffirming some of those things we heard. Um, but that's dope, man. What about, um, you know, what's your status like graduating, moving on to careers? Um, what are you looking like for the future as you are, you know, strapping up for your senior year? Uh, okay, so I, I actually graduated um, in December, actually. Uh, I graduated okay. um, yeah, I graduated early, man. I had to get done. Uh, it was either I chose the Spanish minor or I graduated early. So got you, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had to get that done. Uh, what I've been focusing on really is just been the LSAT uh, because you know I really wanted to go to law school, um, but I've been noticing that I, I'm, I could be doing better in other fields as well. Um, and like, you know, that, like, that's just the multitasking part of myself. Like I'm a finance major in general. So, you know, business is my thing. Uh, I've been focused on trying to become an investment analyst. That is a gold position I would like to get, but mm -hmm. I understand go through a couple certifications. Um, I also wanted to get deeper into cybersecurity. So it's a, it's a couple of things that I've been looking, um, looking through. And then, you know, I, I'm an investor as well. So for me personally, man, I just want to get to the point to where I can live my life and um, not have to lift a finger. You know, the big thing that I try to talk to my mom about is I want to be able to live, not survive. So I want to be able to embrace that mindset into everybody else and understand, like, you know, certain actions that you take now. Yeah, you might not feel it. You might not realize how impactful it is or how impactful it was but I promise you that it's going to change you to be a better person the next day, you know? And if you keep adding that to yourself every single day, you keep a lot, like you keep putting that pressure on yourself every day, then you will be a better person. You will, because you're not gonna, that's gonna be a part of your system for the day. Did I do this? Did I do that? Did I talk to Gavin? Did I read? Did I write my notes down? Did I, did I, did I study? Did I hit up my professors? Did I work out? Did I talk to my friends? Did I get to, you know, exercise? Just anything you think of as far as for you being a better person. It's like, just keep that routine. Yeah. You know? So, just so, that you hopped in on the, uh, you talked about investment. Did you hop in on the GameStop when it was early on? <laughs> nah, nah, see, I feel like um, a lot of, uh, I mean, personally for me, uh, I didn't want to hop into GameStop. Uh, GameStop was full of retail, uh, retail traders. Um, I, I didn't want to get into anything that everybody else is looking at. I don't think that's the way you're supposed to invest in general, you know? So, you know, that you probably see online, I don't touch, like, because everybody else is touching it. Like, it, it's not like I'm the only person that saw GameStop, you know? Right. You saw GameStop, the whole world saw GameStop go up. So it's like, why not invest? You know, like, why not invest? But see, that's why I was like, nah, I can't do that. Because you saw it drop. So I was like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> you know? I love I mean, it, man. Words from, a, from a, a smart investor. I like it, man. Um, 
So as we close out, bro, I mean, um, I have to ask this one. If you could do it all over again, you know, you you're talking to like a, a young little Mo stepping onto a campus, you know, that's that's miles and thousands of miles away in Georgia, what would you do differently or not? Um, I would have been more social. Uh, I would have networked more. And I also would have, I feel like I would have tried to get into my major before I even started it. You know, I, I wish I would have, I wish I would have done that. Um, the biggest thing I, I, I learned was just that obviously you can't go back and redo everything, but that's why I'm glad that I got the chance to do it so that I can tell all them, like, you know, wipe whatever you had clean, like, because that's what I did. Don't do that. Because, yeah, it's like I'm kind of now getting heavier into what I wanted to do. But I feel like if I had started my freshman year investing, like, when I was supposed to do in the first place, um, this would be a whole different conversation we'd be having right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and on top of that, probably being, yeah, We'd probably be having this podcast on a whole different, <laughs> yeah. So uh -huh. everything would probably be a little bit different. You know, at the end of the day, my goal is to be able to bring MLA into the world. So I most definitely want to be able to embrace, you know, my investing skills and you know just anybody else's skills that they have, whether it had been art, whether it had been technology, whether it had been um, science, whether it had been you know law or you know just any type of or education whatever route you would like to choose in life i want to be able to provide that i want to be able to provide a forecast on you know being able to look at a college student that's learning those that's learning those specific fields or being able to talk to somebody that just got into the field or being able to talk to somebody that's 10 plus years into the field like having that insight is going to tell you what you want to do next and another thing that i wish i would have done because I wish I would have asked all these questions that I'm thinking about on, you know, what I want to do and why to uh, to everybody that I already saw that was in the position where I wanted to be in. So it's like everybody that was at the career fairs and, you know, was making a certain amount of money and they had all those positions. I wish I'd asked them, like, if what I was doing was right in their, in their perspective and why. You know, because then I'm getting insight on my future without even talking to me in the future, you know? Right. And it's like I'm asking numerous people in that specific field just so I'd be able to not just get one person's answer, but, you know, have a have a developed, uh, like, platform on what it's supposed to represent, you know? So, yeah, like, the biggest thing is just being able to communicate. Like, biggest thing is communicating with yourself, you know what I'm saying? As well as with the people that are old, that are ahead of you. Like, do not hesitate on that. Um, stay confident. Please stay positive. There's a lot of negative stuff, you know, that always happens just in general in life. And I think especially coming from California and moving over here and staying for so long, you get homesick. You understand, like, wow, I am here alone. But... I think that's why the AUC is the AUC in the first place. Like nobody can't think about not wanting to come back to the comfort of their friends. You know, mind you, these are people that we only met like a year or two ago, right? But it's still, 
somebody that has a deeper connection with you than somebody that you've known all throughout your, your whole time going through high school as well, and then some. And, yeah, it's, it's just different, man. But you got to be able to embrace that side of you. Yeah. So. Well, and, I mean, and hindsight is, you know what I'm saying, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, um, I think we all look back and we have things that we say, man, I wish I would have done, done that differently. But that's part of the journey, you know, is making mistakes and learning from them. And I hope today our listeners were able to um, hear some of those things you just talked about and are able to, you know, use those to, to um, not make the same mistakes and, and, and to make sure they are, you know, staying confident right out the gate and, um, and being vocal right out the gate. But, um, but nonetheless, um, whatever, you know, your, your journey is, all the students out there listening, um, embrace it, man. Embrace all the mistakes you know, take those and learn from them and run with it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but thank you Mo, for being on. I think we're 99% um, done figuring out what a Morehouse man is. I think the last piece to the puzzle is, uh, is my favorite question here. And that is, what is your dream, man? What is your dream for the future uh, regarding college graduates who are looking at, you know, HBCUs um, and just college graduate, or, I mean, um, high school graduates, my fault, my apologies. Just high school graduates yeah. in general, man. It's 2020, um, 2021. Um, COVID, man, it's a whole different game with online school and whatnot. What is your dream for those students? My, my dream is for them to step outside of society's perspective on, you know, what you're supposed to do and basically being a 95% in the world, right? Um, they say that, you know, there's always the 5%ers that are doing the things that, you know, people are un unwilling to do. Right. But these are the same people that are actually changing the whole spectrum for the 95 percenters, you know. So then that's when it comes to being reasonable and unreasonable. You have to understand that not everybody's going to understand your dreams. Not everybody's going to understand the impact that you're trying to make. And that is OK. You know, there's going to be doubters. There are going to be, you know, people that are supportive. Um, it's, it's a vast majority of people out there, but that's what makes you more mature, um, especially while you're here as a student. You know, they try to make sure that you're being able to create your dream, but it's like they want you to still be able to create your dream while being successful in education. So I think the biggest thing that's like, you know, I would love to make sure that they stay grounded on is themselves. Like, don't, <laughs> don't let somebody try to hinder you from whatever you feel like is possible. They might not think it's possible because they just don't see it as being possible. And that's totally fine. Tesla was not Tesla. Okay. Okay. Like <laughs> Tesla was not. Right. Okay. Amazon was not even a thing. Like it was supposed to be for books. Okay. So, and it's like, yes, you know, that's like extreme cliches, but it's so true. They're five percenters. These are people that were trying to think outside the box, that wanted to do something that they were embracing, that they liked at the same time. They liked it. That's another thing, like what you do. Yes, you're going to go through some troubling times on like the, the little rocky mountains before you get to where you want to, in that specific like like field. Like I was saying, I want to be investment analyst. But I know I have some rocky jobs before I have to get to that specific position, you know? But that's what I'm saying, like, understand yes there is that light at the end that's like like you these are things that you just have to keep telling yourself man it's just a part of the routine on being great um and just being the best you like 
just make sure you stay loyal to yourself. Mm-hmm. Stay grounded on who you are. Understand that this is just an environment. It's either you adapt to the environment or you make the environment adapt to you. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I'm always going to choose the environment adapting to me because I like how I am. You know what I'm saying? You know, I want you to stay how you are and I want the students to stay how they are. Like, it's just about being your own personal self. Like, that is where you get to be able to throw knowledge to one another on, you know, different insights. And, you know, just like, oh, I didn't think about it that way, you know? But that's just because I'm thinking about it differently because that's how I am, you know? Right, right. Communication comes into play. So it's like, it's just those key things, man, you know? Yeah, well... Mo, today you have done an amazing job. You've, you've. I think I bumped that up to a hundred percent now. That uh, you have, you finally painted um that picture for us of what a Morehouse man is. We accomplished our goal. We said early on we would do it, and I think we did. You killed it, man. Um, where can we follow you up? You know your journey and what you got going on. Where can we uh? And also, if students have questions, you know, they want to say, hey, I just want to reach out on Instagram and I want to send a DM to a Morehouse student and see how they get there. How can they uh, reach out to you? Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, and the thing is, like, you know, I would be studying so much, man. I really don't even be on social media that heavy. But I do still have my Instagram account. Uh, it's PB underscore Reese. And the Reese is spelled R-E-E-S-E. Um, yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah, they can most definitely hit me up on there. Um, I'm very big on communication, as you've already heard. So it's like, I, I don't mind. Uh, getting a question asked, I hope you ask me a question. You know what I'm saying? Try to ask me before, you can't ask no more, you know? But yeah. Uh, hey, we did it, man. I appreciate having you on um, and the best of luck to you as you continue, man. And congrats on the graduation. Uh, that's, that's a big step, man, so. You're next, you're next, you're next. All right, man, on my way, <laughs> on my way. The light's at the end of the tunnel now. Uh, but yeah, man, appreciate it, Mo. Uh, thank you so much for being on and uh, students, uh, listeners, as you guys follow up Mo, uh, make sure to follow us up at Be Heard Platform as well as at MWLA Sacramento. Man, we did it today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, can't wait for next week, Wednesday, for our next drop on the podcast. Until then, uh, I hope you guys have an amazing week and peace out.